April 2nd, 2019. Joe Exotic Shrive Vocal Maldonado Passage, convicted on two counts of murder for hire and 17 counts of wildlife trafficking, after only a couple of hours' deliberation by the jury. Howie texted me at 3.55 p.m., just as I was about to go live for the El Dodo. I yelled out the verdict to a round of cheering by the volunteers nearby, and then handed off the camera to Angie Gabor and hurried back to my desk to post the prepared statement and video to announce the good news. I am grateful that justice was served and Joe Shrivevogel Maldonado Passage hopefully will serve time in prison and no longer present a threat either to me or to his former big cats. While media attention regarding this trial has primarily focused on the murder for hire charges, there is a much larger significance to the wildlife charges. For decades, a network of big cat owners like Passage, who have engaged in cruel cub petting schemes and the exhibition of big cats, have also been engaging in the illegal sale of tigers and other endangered species back and forth among themselves simply by checking the box on the USDA transfer form that says donated instead of sale and quietly paying cash for the animals. During the trial, several big cat owners were specifically mentioned as people that Joe Shrivevogel Maldonado Passage had sold tigers to. We believe this illegal practice is common among the cub breeders and exhibitors, Bhagavan Antal, Tim Stark, Bill Meadows, Mario Tabro, Kathy Stearns, Robert Ingeser, Jeff Lowe, and Omar Villarreal are some of the most notorious. I hope that the detailed evidence of these illegal transfers developed for this trial will lead to more prosecution to protect captive big cats in this country from the illegal trade. These were some of the articles that were posting at the time. A white tiger named Arthur choked to death at the Conservative Center in North Carolina. While I think that's a horrible place, the following was my response to Lisa Wathney from HSUS when she asked my opinion. We've had cats choke to death on their food. A middle-aged cougar named Enya choked to death during her morning meal. She was found about half an hour later as the crew came back around to clean. A sand cat named Canyon choked to death on an afternoon snack. By the time Jamie and I were called to bring the keys, he was dead, and Jamie couldn't revive him with mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. Tisha Tiger was being lured toward a transport wagon for diagnostics with a piece of meat. When she began choking, Gail and I, perhaps stupidly, went into the cage and were able to dislodge it by doing a cat version of the Heimlich maneuver. We were only able to do that because she was nearly unconscious, and her spine was so crippled that we knew if we could dislodge it, we could get out of the cage before she could get us. There have been numerous times that cats have nearly choked, but been able to hack the food back up. One leopard named Armani, who will be 23 soon, has a polyp in her throat that can't be removed, so all of her food has to be cut into tiny bits to prevent choking. There have been a number of cats who we either had to put on a soft food diet because of their lack of teeth, or their propensity to swallow without chewing. I think it is yet one more reason why these cats don't belong in captivity. While it could happen in the wild, I think it would be less likely because the cats chew off pieces of their prey to swallow. They die younger because they can't hunt or chew, but I doubt that many of them die from choking. I've never heard of a case of that in the wild. If you're enjoying my diary, please like, share, and subscribe. 
You can find other ways to connect to me over at bigcatrescue.org forward slash carol.baskin.